Millennials versus the world. Go get you a woman, stop messing with girls. We tryna enhance, we tryna advance. Society got you all stuck in a trance. Like zombies when y'all walk. Killing men's about to whip out the chalk. Now let's sit down, have a little talk. Podcast game, we got it on lock. Millennials versus the world. 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 Yo, what up, what up, what up, man? We got another wild podcast of Millennials vs. the World. K.Mims checking in, man. This was real special. So, because y'all don't know, we got something that's about to hit the fan. It's about to be Super G. So, when it hit the fan, bro, y'all just be ready. December 28th, the vibe is set. My man G- DJ J-Dub spinning on the one and twos. We got the panel podcast, first ever live episode of the wild podcast of Millennials vs. the World. We rocking out, bro. And right here, bro, we going, we going full in. We doing this interview, bro. I got my brother from another, one of my bros I trust with my life, man. One of my top five bros, life bros, blood wouldn't make us no closer. One of the biggest Carolina Panther fans I know. Oh, oh, hey, oh, oh. hey, one of the hey, biggest Carolina Tar Heel fans. Nah, bro, I got DJ yeah, J Dub in the building. What up with it? What's up? What's up? How y'all doing, man? How everybody doing out there? Hey, real quick, I got a real quick question, bro. Okay, okay, let's jump right into it, D. Are you mad? Is it grimy what Amarion did to Lil Fizz for the Millennium Tour? Is it Grammy what he did? Yeah. Absolutely not. How? That's not Grammy what he did. He, How? Because, I, now, if it, it is personal, you, you know what I mean? It's being petty, but... <laughs> it's it's low-key it, low Grammy too, though. It, it might be low-key Grammy, but, bro, he deserved that. I don't care what nobody say, but the blatant disrespect that Fizz... I don't think they was together. Who was together? I honestly don't. I think they was close, but I don't think... You Fizz cannot be in, in a band with somebody for... Since Ooh. you were 10, 8... 12 and say you're not close. It's no way possible. It y'all been going on tours together. Y'all been staying in hotels together. Y'all been doing everything together. Your family know my family because obviously our parents had so to be involved. So you think Omarion handed him over to her by doing what he was doing? No, nah, I just feel like that. I, I'm not going to say that she was plotting on the whole situation, but I feel like sometimes. I, I don't even know how to explain I, 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 that, bro. Because it's, it's, it's like, oh, deep, bro, it just blows my mind how the whole situation happened. That's crazy. They couldn't have been as cool. There's no way they were cool, but they can't be as cool as we thought they were if that happened. No, like, they can't be. It's just, bro, I feel like no. people grind. People if you lock in with them. somebody, I would never do that. It, yeah, you speaking from a personal point of view. Hold on, time out though. Time out though. I uh-huh. am, but peep this. If you're locked in with somebody, friendship wise, bros, mm-hmm. universally, bro, you can't do that to nobody. Uh, you can't. They, no. I know people that, yeah, you can. Okay, all right, anyway, yeah. anyway. So, man, on minute uh, three and a half, bro. So, <laughs> if you all don't know, man, the, the lifestyle brand of winning is Lionheart Determination, a.k.a. Wow. Wow. Been popping off, man. We 2020 takeover in full effect. So, we're coming to y'all with a series of interviews, bro. It's, it's, it's meet the team interviews. So, the first of many is my bro, DJ J-Dub. Man, we're going to get right into None it. other. I just need y'all to know, man. Y'all already know the only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. You know what So, I'm bro, about. straight off the cuff, man. All right. But people that don't know, like, so what drew you to DJing? Like, what what, what made you be like, bro, this is my passion. I want to rock with it. Like, what drew you to that joint? Well, for me, uh, music has always been in my life. Um, since I was younger, my step-pops was a DJ. Mm-hmm. So we had music in the household at all times. I was in the band. I actually grew fond of music at an early age. And I just liked a different way of putting music together, listening to old school, new school, growing up in that household where I had a 
variety, especially being born in the 90s, had a yeah. variety of having all type of music. Yeah. So I put that together. And then, you know, it really started clicking for me when I got probably about... Did you party in high school? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm just, First I'm of all, I used to be partying in middle school. Uh, whoa. Shots. We used to go, hey, shout out to Club Rio. Everybody know it, but eighth grade spot right there. Greensboro, yeah. NC. What? Bro. Anyway, go ahead and finish what you're saying, though. Okay, okay. You say, right. you say, I, I was just asking because. I got hype, I got hype. I, I know, I was just asking because typically, like, when people party younger, they stick to that scene. So I didn't know if that's what drew it to you when you was younger. But anyway. No, when, you, when I was actually partying then, it was just like, just chilling, Bob. And I wasn't paying attention to what, what the deep. No, I'm talking about when I really got in high school. Oh, okay, partying. okay. All right, all right. Yeah, like, no, not sneaking in. I'm talking okay. about, yeah, when I was actually able to go. Bet that. Okay. When I started going in, I wasn't paying attention to DJs, but I, what I've always paid attention to my whole life is vibes, how stuff is controlled, because I'm more so of, I'm going to continue to go with the vibe. Like, you don't want to be sitting here chilling, dancing, you know what I'm saying, and then they switch to, like, some, I ain't going to say no, yeah, like, some hood stuff. So it's like, I've always felt like the vibe for me is what I go to the club for. Some people go for different things. I yeah, go yeah. to vibe out. I yeah, go to yeah, have yeah, a good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I'm going to dance. For I'm sure. going to have a good time. So that stuck with me. What I used to do is I used to go to a lot of different parties, you know, a lot of house parties and stuff. They would always ask me, get on the ops. Bro, we were infamous for that, You bro. can vouch That's for right, that. Bro. We were infamous for that <laughs> joint right there. You can vouch for that, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah. Shout out to Wifey, because she can definitely vouch for that, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, everybody was pushing me, and I never really took it serious. Mm -hmm. I was just like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm just putting music good together. You know, not, a, not an issue. But it really hit me, like, last year. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what I'm saying? We had that conversation. We sat down. Hold on, but we're going to get it. We're going to get it. We're going to get it. You know, I can go for days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go for days. Okay, so, 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 like, uh, for people don't know, for people that don't know, like, you marry, you have a family and all that stuff. Right, right. What made you jump off the, like, because, okay, so, sidebar, right. I remember, like, you controlling the Ox in college when we were super wild. Right. Parties was OD. Crazy. Controlling the vibe. I remember, like, I literally remember when you used to get on a computer pull up two tabs of YouTube mm -hmm. and like low key mix them joints in together and like it be like you know you, you yeah, remember boy that was the day so, so like what made you what made you like hey what kept you passionate about that when we was 2021 and what made you finally jump off the like jump off the the jump off the plane basically like right. skydive into the DJing world like from I'm gonna control the ox so like now I think I can go further with it. what made you do that though well what made what what did it for me is I like I said, just to kind of piggyback on what I was saying earlier, I was more so set off the vibes. So mm -hmm. as I got older and I started realizing, I started noticing DJ after you guys had brought it to my attention, mm -hmm. I started actually going to these clubs paying attention. And I realized the vibe was off. I felt like they weren't Boy. really like mixing good. They weren't mm -hmm. really. And now, now, you know, mind you, now that I am a DJ, I see that you have to put a lot of time into your craft. You have mm -hmm. to understand what mixing, blending, all that stuff is. Mm hmm. I'm, when you're not just in it for the money and that's your passion, you're going to put time into it. Mm -hmm. So that right there made me kind of say, you know what, I, I think I can do this. Because I was already doing it. I just never had it, you know, on a controller or a laptop and kind of put everything together. Yeah, yeah, So it, when it clicked for me is when I went to a club and I realized, like, you know what, bro, I can do this. Like, <laughs> I, can change, I can change this vibe because I've set so many vibes at house parties that I know I'm capable of doing this. So, I'm going to flip the switch, bro. Because okay. once upon a time, we both was in a position where, like, we both were, like, scared, even though we knew that stuff, right? Right. So, I guess what I'm saying again, like, furthermore, what made you realize, like, bro, I can do this? Because we've been doing stuff we're doing right now for a long time. We have. But it was never legit. I'm not going to say it wasn't legit. 
it wasn't. It was never on the level that we're doing it now. You feel what I'm saying? You know, it, so it like, was just, like, what, what made you be like, bro? Okay, so I'm going to flip to me and then I'm going to flip it back to you, right? Okay. I learned that, like, it's not as hard as people think it is. It looks way harder than what it actually is. You right. feel me? Does that mean you, you work hard? Yes. Do you got to put in time? Yes. But results come a lot quicker than you think, right? Right. So, so. My thing for me is. Okay, yeah, no, no, Yeah, my thing for me is, at first it was fear. I was nervous that yeah. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to convert it from DJing off my phone to actually using a controller and using setups. Mm-hmm. So it was nervous for me because I didn't want to get in there and not know how to blend a song together. Basically, yeah, yeah. get in there and embody all the characteristics that I didn't like of other DJs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once I I knew that once I decided that hey I'm just gonna you know face my fear I'm gonna sit here and say basically I'm good at controlling vibes but how do I incorporate all this stuff and how do I give them an authentic per, uh, authentic version of Jay. Yeah. Basically with not only vibes, but you know, entertainment. Like I feel like DJs should be involved with their crowds. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, you are setting the tone for how everybody, you know, they're coming there to party and have a good Agreed. time. So that's what I was more so about. How can I stand out? Once I figured out how I can stand out and become and create DJ J Dub uh-huh. and my own personality for that. Yeah, yeah. It took off from there. Bro. So 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 flip 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 gears. So <laughs> God, I don't want to bring your story up. <laughs> so, like, I think I know where you're going to, bro. It's, tw- <laughs> it's 2012. Oh, it's 2012. Check, check. How much pressure was it when you were walking in? Because, bro, we, bro, I remember we used to do them, the, throw them apartment parties, bro. What? And like the music we dropped, like, hey Jay, you got to turn this joint up. So, like, how much pressure was it when nobody was doing nothing for you to be like, hey, bro, I got y'all, like. It, Bro, that's a big job, bro. It, that's it was, a big job, bro. It was, it was a definitely big a big job, job, bro. I think that it was only pressure the first time I did it, you know. Like the first time I did it, I yeah. think I think it was pressure. But after after I realized that, hey, Jay, you understand the situation. Your job here is just to control the vibe. You, I had to basically coach myself, like throughout the process, because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, Jay, you've done this plenty of times. My and the thing that always saved me. And I feel like it, it makes me a better DJ. Not, you know, it makes me stand out with my craft more is I have a good range and variety of music Touché. that I cater to. You know the thing you do that I don't really see a lot of people do, bro? What's that? You be knowing the songs, the original songs and stuff that come out now. I ain't talking about like Jerry Sprunger where it's like, you can you tell know that stuff from. Right, right. I'm talking about them joints. What? I forgot what we was doing that day. I think we just got finished working out. Yeah. And You was listening. I remember you was listening to J. Cole. Yeah, and, bro. Uh, it, it had the... Uh, if you were worried. Yeah, yeah. And I was, I was like, bro. And I said, bro, that's crazy. They sound about that from Erica Badu. And I was like, nigga, no, they didn't. And then I came back and played the song for you. Was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Bro, bro. so, yo, I'm a, I'm a music head, but I'm not like that with it. That's, I'm not like that. that with, I'm deep in it, like. So that's natural? Something you think you just I, picked up on it? Well, and Mom most, cleaning up, mom playing music? Like, what was it? It came from mom cleaning up. Like I said, Step Pops was a DJ. But it really came from when I was in the band, too, as well. Like, when I was in the band, it gave me a wide range of music. Because that band director not only played what was popular, but he catered to what was... Oh, he was kind of like the modern-day Dr. Lee. Yeah. Everybody hated the Fly guy. Why the Bumblebee? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, facts. Like, everybody hated the guy. Yeah. But then, as you got older, you respected the genre of music that he had you playing. Because all yeah. these guys really did sample from Earth, Wind, and Fire and all these older groups. You know what I mean? Yeah, Like, yeah. Gap Band and all that stuff. So, you started to realize and appreciate that. And what I had to realize, too, is I knew that when I became a DJ, I didn't want to just be a one-dimensional DJ. Yeah. Because you have to be you have to be versatile. You have to be able to, you know, spin at a club, whether it's, you know, whatever color, ethnicity, 
You have to be able to spin at a wedding. You got to know the play that's got to be different there. You got to know the play that's got to be different at a kid's party. So it's, that's what comes into would it. And I feel like that's... Would you play twerk music at a kid's party? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, bro, how old they got to be before you start playing twerk music? Well, at least 10, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. Hey, I'm no. playing, y'all. No, 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 no. Hey, hey, so we're going to take it way back, bro. What, so, so before the DJ J dub, when you was just J and all that, uh-huh. how was it like having a family? First of all, how how was it getting into the position where you could branch out? Because as quiet as it's kept, bro, what people really don't talk about, uh-huh. like, this is what I hate about the lack of authentic authenticity sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, you can jump out there. Right. But, like, people act like you could just have a dollar in a dream, literally, and jump out there. No. Like, you got to be in a place where you get stable and do it. Right. So, like, we're going back to, we're going we to say the, our old job. We both know yeah. what that is. <laughs> so, like, how was it in that era when, like, Getting to this place where you can adventure out, right. where you can invest into your own dream, you can get home, clock into Jay's dream, and clock out at a nine to five. Right. So like that process of you know determination of getting from being right, line, being line hard and determinated, right? But I'm saying all the way like in 2010, when you was about to have your first born, and it was like 2012, yeah. But I'm saying no, I'm talking about 2010. When you was grinding through all this to right. when you was about to have your first born okay. to like having your second born to getting through all that to now being like, oh, the fam good, I can jump out. So like, take us back. Take back, it back bro. to that. Like, no you know problem. What I'm like, yeah, no problem. For me, um, at that particular time, the job I was working, uh, it was a Boy. struggle. It was a struggle Boy. for me. Actually, let me be really transparent. Back then, uh, before I was working that job, I was actually uh, working at another job. I was traveling back and forth and my car actually went out. Yeah. You know, car went down, all that stuff. And then I end up losing my job because of that. So at this point, um, I was nervous because <laughs> number one, I found out my wife was pregnant. So you know, I'm like, oh man, I'm about to bring a child into this world. Like at this point, I wasn't thinking nothing about DJ. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, I'm gonna just keep it man. You ain't controlling no vibes under control. No man. vibes. I couldn't control my own vibes. Yeah, you feel yeah. me? So at this point, hey, I'm over twenty. Yeah, I was twenty. Boy. So I'm over here nervous. No, I was twenty. Boy. I was twenty. Well, yeah, I was twenty one. So I was nervous at this point. Because I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh, man, I'm about to bring a child. You know, I got to provide for this child. I got to provide for my wife. Like, what do I need to do? So I knew at that point that I was shaping myself to be lionhearted and determined, you mm-hmm. know, and determined to, to want better. But I didn't know how I was going to position myself. Mm-hmm. So I linked up with, you know, a good friend. I ain't going to state no names. You know what I'm saying? Got me plugged into a good job, yeah, you know. Here, and, and when I started working that job, I started realizing, man, I really didn't have any extra time because I did have a child. Yeah, yeah. So... I started thinking, okay, well, right now, I kind of got into that old school mode. And it's nothing wrong with that for some people it works, but for other people that have an entrepreneurial spirit, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You just get into that routine, like, I'm just here to work and go home. Yeah, work and go yeah, home. Yeah, and you kind of become you. stagnant, yeah, you know, and, and you don't realize that you crippling yourself more by doing that because there's so many opportunities out here, and you're just staying stuck. And a lot of companies bank on you having that mentality because you become a great worker, yeah. But you're a great worker for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, so once all of that passed, then we go, you know, gravitate to my next job. So I had my next job in a better situation. I had a different job. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about that. Still was going through different things because I was going through like, okay, I got the job. I'm in a good career. Bro, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off before you get to your second job. Okay. And the thing that when we was at working that job together. Right. I just hate the way I remember. I don't hate it, but like 
it's so eye opening now being twenty nine and we was twenty twenty one. Yep. At the time. At the time. Twenty. Twenty twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah. 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 So like, 20, yeah, yeah I'm twenty one because I just moved. I, it was right before I moved here. Right. And then like, you think and it'd be like, bro, but we could do this. We could do that. And then you check the account and that joint be like, we could have done that, but mm-hmm. hey, hey, <laughs> hey, Duke Energy said, bro, nah, come here. So Not today. <laughs> so so lights like, out. Just speak about how you was like you get in this frame of mind of. Like, waking in, clocking out, waking in, clocking out. Because right. at the time, I also was doing school full-time, working full-time. And you get to a job, bro. When you get off at 10, you dead-ass tired. You are. So, how didn't you lose sight of what you wanted now? Or did you lose sight and oh. it came back? Oh, I definitely lost sight. I wasn't thinking about DJing. I wasn't thinking about setting any vibes. The only thing I was solely thinking about was providing for my family. Mm-hmm. So, I had to figure out how to balance my work life and... I really didn't have time to think about DJing at that time because I felt like I didn't have any time because I was too busy consuming. I need to pick up more hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do to pick up more hours to provide? Yeah. So when you get caught in that system, you start to realize that circumstances sometimes prohibit you from chasing your dream mm. because you have to you have to prioritize what's important. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that me DJing wasn't important. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that at that time, my child is what needed me the most, my child and my wife. Mm-hmm. So I had to say, you know what? I, I wasn't thinking of taking an hour out of my day to perfect my craft of DJing, mm-hmm. which could have potentially made me more money on the side. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was thinking about more, so let me pick up these extra hours at work. Hey, do you not want to work? So I can see the the instant uh, gratification of doing that. And that's what I realized as I got older when I had my second child. I know we ain't really that's skipping right. that do chair, you, do you, do But you. as I got to there, I realized that sometimes the instant gratification is not worth more than what it's the uh the long term gratification is gonna bring, boy. And I had to Speak I had to fact, realize bro. that, bro, because yeah, yeah. I was thinking more so of okay, the now, the now, the now. But when you have a family and and you know you get so involved and caught up, you have to realize that you have to plan for the future. So once I realized that the instant gratification is good, but if I start taking an hour out of my day and working towards this, working towards this, what's gonna happen is the long term is gonna be set up. Boy. To where it's going to become instant gratification and set me up for the long term. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and, and the crazy part is, bro, and, and like, because you know how we get in these conversations, these joints be flowing. The crazy part about that, bro, is like to see how things are happening now and to know how bad we used to like plot on it. Oh, man. But like not having the guidance at the time, like you plot on these things and you think this stuff be so far fetched. And when I, and I'm not you even do. trying to no, be vague, do. it just be like, we should say 10,000 things. And you used to think all 10,000 were far-fetched. But right. truth be told, maybe 100 was far-fetched. Yeah. And the other 9,900 was like, bro, you could do that. that and and, that's, a, that's a fact. And, and like the longevity instant gratification thing. I think I've forever been that way. But I think what caused me to realize what you're saying mm-hmm. is that like, bro, if a job lets you go, they're... They, Put the they put the opening up before they even fire you. Oh, absolutely. They know they about to fire you. Oh, yeah. And when we would, I would never forget, bro. We was doing trucks and we was in a blazing heat. Smoke. Them blue shirts looked like they had bleach. Boy, you see, I was at the baby shower with a tan shirt. Bro, bro yeah, just out there dying. I was like, bro. And then you doing all this for to to clock out and come back and do it again the next day. Yep. Now, let me be very clear. Is there anything wrong with working a nine to five? No, I'm not saying that. Correct. Is it, it, is people doing side hustles, entrepreneurship stuff? A must. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, when we got there and when we understood, like, bro, this can't, this can't be life. This can't be life. 
it didn't click to me. It didn't click for me until I moved away, bro. It didn't click for me until I moved away, and I just, I guess what well, I'm. Yours a, was very different, though. Boy, like, what you mean? When you when you move away, you realize that you you didn't have a safety net. You didn't have a safety bro. blanket. Y'all moved up here, and it was like bro. it's us or nothing, bro. We and that right boy. there on the other side of success. A lot of people don't want to take that leap of faith, and you don't want to push yourself because, like me, I was that person that was comfortable. Yeah, I was more so of I need. Stability, mm-hmm. comfortability. Because at the end of the day, if I don't have that, then I can't take this risk of just saying, "Hey, I want to start DJing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then leave, you know, leave my job and and take more time off because, like I said, I was thinking of the instant gratification. That's not gonna bring that right now. Yeah, yeah. So that mindset kept me at that job for so long, even though I was being, you know, however you treated or whatever at your job, you start to realize different things, and you start to think that. The money that you're making at that point is it really worth the time that you're not investing in your dream? So how so how big of a role did the wife play into like supporting like obviously being that y'all was together obviously correct still together so like how big of a role did she play like jumping off the ledge to become like to get your DJ in life out there like bro you can do it bro bro you uh, can do it like to be completely honest. But y'all, well, she was definitely a huge role. You know, you was in my ear too. But yeah, 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 Man, she was definitely like a huge uh, inspiration. And she was telling me, hey, like every time we went to a party, you know, it was just, Jay, get on the ox. Get on the ox. And then the thing that really got me is one time, just to be transparent, she was actually having a girl's <laughs> uh, a girls weekend. So, you yeah. know, a girl's weekend in one of her friend's house. It was like 12 of them. They was chilling. She was on the ox DJing. She texted me and was like, babe, I got to set the vibe. Like, because they asked me to DJ, what should I play? I literally gave her a playlist. Just Stop off, playing, bro. I kid you not. I gave her a playlist. So just all songs off the top of my head. I, she was like, oh, they love that. Give me something else. It was literally like for an hour straight. So you set the vibe from 30 minutes I away. set the vibe away. That's when it clicked in me. And she came home that next day and said, babe, you need to get your stuff right now. What do I need to do to help you? She started looking up controllers laptops she said we getting this stuff now because this is your gift that's what's up bro hey hey, hey so so like so like so like <laughs> <laughs> bro you stupid bro. Hey, no, hey jay did uh, you really text her messages like across like so by so by so i have no reason to cap i will sit here can we do a hey, hey look can you phone a friend yeah hey, hey, look, <laughs> i'll bro, phone her right now bro that's, that's great, straight, bro, bro that's no cap bro, i used to tell like jay DJ ain't like, yeah, bro, I know, I know. You know he used to make me mad, bro. <laughs> when, when you'll be like, we'll talk for an hour, talk about how bad you need to go ahead and jump off, jump off the bridge, right? Right. And then you'll be like, yeah, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, he's kind of on the fence, still figuring stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then we'll be at a party and you'll get on the ox. I'm like, so you'll get on the ox and like bang it out, but you won't like just go ahead and full play and do it. Right. And then and then it's do, like. Do you remember the time, not to cut you off, you remember the you time? Know, bro. You remember the time I was working in Chicago? And I told you I went to that hookah bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the final straw right there. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm like, bro, what did you do? I don't even, I'm not even from here. And I got on the ox. And I mean, when I tell you, I rocked that thing out. Now, mind you, the age, the age group was from probably about, I want to say about 25 to 35. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, 35, 40. Actually, a person that was having a birthday party, it was like 40. Mm -hmm. Just her 40th birthday. So, man, just to kind of control that vibe. And the guy came up to me afterwards and was like, Cause my let me tell you how slick my wife is. Mm-hmm. So the guy came and he was trying to get on the ox. He was like, "Yeah, let me go ahead and get on the ox, you know, because I'm a DJ." So my wife over there, that strong arm, him was like, "Nah, nah, nah." 
my husband a DJ too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mind yeah, you, yeah, yeah. before I had any credentials, anything like I'm, I'm yeah. like she's speaking it into life. Yeah, in Chicago, you know, in Chicago, like we out here by ourselves. So I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. They gave me the option, but he came up to me after them was like, yo. You rock this thing out, bro. Like, how long you been DJing? Da, 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 da. So I'm sitting here thinking in my head, like, this is crazy. Yeah. I have, like, I have I have not spent not one, one record. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, it's a, it's a gift. So, 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 bro. So, <laughs> bro, because it be, it be taking me there. So, 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 like, how much sooner do you wish you would have jumped after you realized when you jumped how good you are at it? Oh, man. You get what probably, I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, probably. Oh. Five, six years ago. And what do you feel like would have been the difference if you would have jumped in? Uh, the, the difference would have been of where I would have actually had my career by now. Just off the... At that time, if, if you think about it, if I was DJing back in, let's say, 09, my, my senior year, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's say, 09. Mind it's very you, possible. It's possible, right? I could have been doing that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I was working at Hood Locker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I probably oh, should have put that in. Yeah, <laughs> no, nah, I'm playing. Yeah. Nah, I, I really rock with that job, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I Are had... No. <laughs> check, check. <laughs> I was, bro, but I'm just like, <laughs> check, check. Go say they still open. <laughs> Am I still working there? <laughs> hey, come on, bro, bro, man. Hey, come on. <laughs> hey, come on, man. They said, nah. Hey, you stupid, bro. Hey, man. But at that time. Hey, what'd you say about that possum? <laughs> I was like, nah, bro, I can't do that, bro. <laughs> It's like, as soon as I thought about it, I was like, bro, nah, I can't do that. Because <laughs> you know how sometimes, bro, you have to remind yourself. They be like, bro, you, hey, 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 you really saw a possum. Hey, Sneak, Sneak gonna ask me, bro, would you kill a possum? Nah, no. We were talking about them big rats in D.C. Right, them cats. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you was like, them dogs. And you was like, bro, I, you was like, bro, I just don't bang with rats. I kill right. anything else. I was like, and I said, I just don't bang with, but why? Because I feel like rats carry so many diseases. That. And I was like, bro. So you'll kill a possum, but you won't kill a rat. I was like, yeah. It did. <laughs> I was like that. And possum, possum be in the door like. <sighs> then I thought about it. I was like, nah, nah I'm not going to kill no possum, bro. Them was crazy. <laughs> hey, bro, chill out, bro. We can't get ignorant, bro. We can't get ignorant, hey, Nah, because it made me really think about that, bro. I'm not boy, killing no possum. Boy, that possum. <laughs> but go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I, what was we talking about? About back in my hood like a day. Oh, when yeah, I was yeah. If you would have started DJing oh nine. Yeah, because I mean, you. Like at that point, I was meeting so. At the, at that point, I was uh meeting so many different celebrities, you know. I, I could make different connections, like and if I was celebrities just come through there. Yeah, I I done met Buster before Cassidy, Nicki Minaj back before the you know the, yeah, you yeah. know the surgery and all that. Yeah. I met um, uh Walker, OJ, Jada Kiss numerous times. Man, I, I met so I many celebrities. I really didn't know that. Yeah, bro. I used to like not. I was trying to be funny. I used to like call everybody, let them know when the celebrities was coming up there. I, I met a lot of people. Because I used to work for Fendi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I met a lot of people through him. Oh, damn, that is who had that store open. Yeah, you know, that's oh, yeah, the one who saw yeah. Nikki. So yeah. I, I met a lot of celebrities through him. So I'm thinking if I had my platform set at that time, I could have been making connections Boy. with those guys. Hell, yeah. And it, even if not even I, even if I didn't have my connect, uh, like my DJ stuff set, then if I would have thought about it and had the knowledge that I had now, I would have still made those connections. Hell, yeah. Just partnerships, anything. If I would have caught it then, so, oh, so, man, so, over with. Honestly, bro, I I knew you. I, I, now that you said, I remember he opened that store, but I didn't know you met all those people. Oh yeah. So Fab, pff, you name it, so bro. What I, was you thinking? 
at that time, I was just thinking of working. Like, I was sitting there, like I said, I was how, just working. How many hours are you working at Hood Locker? Oh, man, I work seven days a week. Huh? Oh, yeah. I work seven days a week. Open the clothes. Open the clothes. <laughs> Checks was crazy. And, and how old was you? Uh, I was working. I was. I started there at uh, 16. So I worked there from 16 to 19. Hold on. In school, you was working every day? Every day. So you just don't care. So education just ain't nothing to you. No, no, no. When I when I really started working <laughs> open the clothes, like when I got in college. But when I was in school, I was working part time there. So education just don't really. Yeah, I got off. I got out from school and then I went to work. When so you, I would get so off. I would get off. My you do homework. Bro, I did it in between that. It, I got I, when I got out of school. I used to go to work from five to five to eleven. So uh, I, <laughs> on a school night. Oh, bro. You gotta do what you gotta do, bro. Hold on. All right, all right. So to keep it, cause bro, I'm my bad, my bad. So to keep it on track, so to uh-huh. keep it on track, and and to rap about the things you did to get here. Okay. In the next, realistically, like on some real super G, bro. Like realistically, where do you see yourself in the next, let's say three years, bro? Like yeah. you know the wild stuff we got popping off. You know, I, bro. And let me say this, and I mean this very, 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 very humbly and very seriously. Okay. Don't ever think to the people listening to this, because I'm really, I think this is going to be the first 150 listened episode. We got one that's 100. I think it's going to be the first 150. I agree. Don't ever be scared to jump off the ledge. And I'm saying, I'm going to say all this to say, to make my point afterwards. What you all hear and what you all see is not a product of instant success. It's not a product of major success. It's not a product of paid success. It's not a product of, like, giving success. Right. It's a product of, like, men inspiring other men, bro. Because me and this dude right here have been on each other's lines for hours at a time. Like, oh, bro, man. you know you can do this. Then it comes, well, well, you know you can do this. Right. And you just rap, rap, rap. You get through it and you realize, people, if you stay in the plane the whole entire time, mm-hmm. you cannot control when it run out of gas, when it crash land, when something malfunctions. But if you jump out on your own means and be willing to take your own risk, yep. you can live with the consequences. You can live with where you land. And what people do not realize is that life is just like Nike. Just do it. That's it. Because at 29 and 28, I can guarantee you, like, if you ask any billionaire, any millionaire, anybody that's way further than they ever been, mm-hmm. the first thing they will ask for is your time back. That's it. And... People always think that you're behind the curve because you feel old. I fall victim to that all Bro, the like, time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, but it, I had to also learn, too, that I had to learn to, that when I started DJing, I had to learn to respect the process. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people jump out there. And one thing that, that you can vouch for, when I first started DJing, I was kind of iffy on pricing. Like, I didn't know what to charge somebody yeah, because yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm not as confident. I got to figure this out. What I had to realize is, instead of me thinking about pricing and charging right now, let me get down what I need to get down. Yeah. So that way, when it comes time to that, my pricing matches my performance. It's great. Agreed. Because a lot of people, you got DJs out here that are overcharge somebody and underperform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want you to, my experience for you is, I want to uh, not just sell you something, but I want to give you an experience. Yeah, yeah, for Because sure. that way, I want you to be a repeat customer. Yeah, yeah, So I have to understand the process and respect the process. And if I'm not operating just off money, I can respect it more. Bro, now we're about to start a whole other segment. Please do. Niggas. I'm here for oh. it. I'm here for it. People do not know that <laughs> money is not a factor until like 
year 10. Like, bro, if you if you really chasing, I'm not saying that bread is not a part of it. Because you can even vouch for this now, bro. Mm-hmm. The money invested is way more than the money that came from it. Oh man! So, so you know what I'm saying? So like, so oh, like, man. you you can build a career, you can build that, but like, bro, you remember we was listening to ET the other day? Yes. And we was listening to ET, like, be your authentic self, and the rest will come. Oh yeah. I think it takes life experience for people to realize who their authentic self is. And again, that was moving away from me, bro. When I moved away, straight up, no chaser. When I moved away, you just realize family, friends, half friends, associates, cousins, whoever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Bro, when they bang with you, blood, water, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Plasma. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm saying, bro, you realize, I'm like, bro. Do they really bang with you the way they say? Yeah. And when you go back to that safety net joint, you be realizing like, hmm, if I don't do this, I'm going to drown anyway. Yep. So when you jump out there, and the craziest part is, bro, when you start doing it the way you're going to do it, the money come from a, like from left field. It's going to come from, yeah. Bro, so how are you able to continue to do what you do mm-hmm. and like not worry about that part? Even though you, you want the status now where you can say your price right. and you can do what you want to do. And you can do those things. How are you now where, like, the money was cool. It just is what it was. Because I had to, like I said, I had to change that mind frame of thinking about instant gratification. Yeah, yeah. And getting to long term. So, for me, once I switched that inside of me, it made me respect the process and the grind more. Because I actually enjoy music. I actually enjoy setting vibes. I actually enjoy putting different music together. So, for me, that's my gift. That's my money's worth right there. So the the getting paid is a bonus. You get what I'm saying? If yeah, I'm not yeah. chasing the money. I'm chasing the experience for the people to say, "Dang, this guy came in and turned this party up," and and that's what sets me apart and makes make so me a different do you, kind of DJ. Do you ever have a fear of walking in the spot and you leave out and people be like, "Nah, bro, that he wasn't it." Oh, all the time, all the time. So how, do you how, control, I conquer, how do you control how I conquer that? that fear? Is I I realize that you're gonna have you're not going to be able to please a whole entire crowd. So you can't be everybody's favorite DJ? I cannot be everybody's favorite DJ, but what I can be is a consistent DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as I'm consistent with what I do, mm-hmm. and I'm consistent with putting out a great product, yeah. it's going to be successful. Ooh-wee, keep saying that again, bro. Yeah. That's, all I'm, that's all I'm focused on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when, you, when you focus on, when you put out consistency. What made, what made you realize consistency was the key, though? Because I had, like I said, going through and listening to different, because like if we want to get back to it, I was on a party scene a lot. I yeah. go to a lot of different clubs. A lot of great DJs in Greensboro, uh-huh. not knocking anybody. Uh-huh. It's just certain ones, even when I go out of town, it's just certain ones that I feel like that you can judge the people around. Like I said, when I go to a club, I'm going to have a good time and check the vibe. But also, me, when I stepped into the DJ role, I started realizing I have to measure people's vibes off of their, like, you know, how, what they're doing around mm-hmm. me. So I started seeing people complaining. Like, oh, man, this guy was doing good, but he did this. So I'm trying to piggyback off what they're saying mm-hmm. so I can correct it on my end. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that way when I come in there, I can say, oh, okay, well, I noticed that a lot of people don't like when they sitting there, you playing a twerk mix and you got a twerk mix going and everybody having a good time dancing. Mm-hmm. Then you switch to some hood. Mm-hmm. They might not like that. Yeah, yeah. Some people might prefer that. Mm-hmm. So I have to figure out my crowd. And that's what I feel like I have an advantage. I, I feel like I know the crowd mm-hmm. because I can, I have a wide range of genre of music. So is there ever an environment that you could walk into and you feel like, oh, hell, I don't know what to do? I'm going to be honest. It probably would be a wedding uh, reception. Why, 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 why
It's probably be over. I'm very honest and transparent. Yeah, yeah. A wedding reception to me is just like it's hit or miss because if you have a younger bride, you know what I'm saying, they they gonna want you to they gonna want you to hit that torque mix from start to finish. Yeah, yeah. She trying to tear that white dress up. Hey, your torque mix is real though. Appreciate that, bro. You know what I'm saying? If I ain't got nothing else down pat, you got that DJ torque mix. But you know what I'm saying? So you get to older, you know, older crowds are different. You know, rate and ethnicity. You have to be able to cater to that. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do your homework before, like I said, enjoy the process, which means making sure you downloading the right music, making sure you blending the right songs together, making sure everything is flowing. That to me is the most challenging thing, mm-hmm. because I want to make sure. Are you saying because it'd be like it'll be like if it's a young bride to be old, like their parents and stuff in there too. Yeah, it's like you don't you know. So you have to alter it. Like, so you don't do I play like music bro. with cussing? Do I? You know, you gotta. You have to think of a lot of different things because you just don't want to play. One thing that I do different mm-hmm. that I, I think I've seen a couple of DJs do, I DJ for the crowd. Some DJs DJ for themselves. What you mean when you say that? I DJ to to get you vibing and get a good mix out there for you. Mm-hmm. If I'm DJing for myself, I'm only playing what I want to hear. So you ever been to a club or vibing out and you see a DJ up there nodding his head? He having a good time, right? <laughs> yeah. But you judge and look at the crowd, and they're having a horrible, horrible time. time. Yeah, yeah. You realize this DJ is DJing for himself mm-hmm. because he's thinking in his head, "They already paid me five fifty. Yeah, I'm good. I got paid. That's real. I'm chilling. So what you do is you start to realize that they're not even catering to what they're supposed. You're not even giving the product that so you promised. So what makes you so passionate like that? Everybody don't think like that. What makes you be like, bro? It's about their vibe, not mine. Like. Look, that's a that that's a key in the whole thing, right? Like major key. So what make you like that though? Starting off on the phone. I had to realize that at the end of the day, I had to set the tone. Sneak. It's been plenty of time. Am I supposed to call you Sneak you on sure, You call me Sneak. You call me Sneak. <laughs> People don't know it's Sneak, but you call right, me right, Sneak. Right, right. Right. Listen, I'm trying to whole listen, nickname out there. I'm trying bro. to be professional. Go ahead, bro. It was plenty of times. You, my wife, everybody. I used to be at parties. Party was dead. Yes, boy. It, it was just like boy. We should be like AJ, man. Come on, bro. Like it's like as soon as I get there, everybody like hey, AJ, get on the ops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so as soon as it's like, I find thrill and excitement in saying, bro, let me take this from. It's almost like I'm gonna tell you an example. It's like a guy dealing with auto body, right? Mm-hmm. You take an old school car, beat up, engine bad. Mm-hmm. You see a vision for it. Mm-hmm. You see the finished product. You see. Okay, I'm going to have candy paint on this thing. I'm going to drop a new 450 block in there. I'm going to drop, put some Dayton's on there. Whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But you see the vision. Somebody else can't see that vision. Agreed. But an auto body guys, Boy, you don't they know how not, much they I don't They're not seeing that. the process in between there. Yeah. Of you sitting there sanding out those dents. You're process, doing all that. Process you, oriented versus result oriented. I'm telling you. Yeah, so, yeah. so when you have that mindset, that was mine. I was more so knowing that. I had to change it to get to that product because that's what gives me satisfaction. Yeah, yeah. Of taking that pro- taking that party from zero to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people just like, oh, <laughs> it is what it is. So, do you think it's ever a circumstance in which? Do you think you'll ever hit a wall? Say, say if you was vibing out. Say, how can mm-hmm. I? Say? Let me let me figure the way I want to. You know, come on now, talk to this me. question. Talk to me now. So, do you ever feel like? There's a moment where you got to sit back and learn from other D, not not people, mm-hmm. not vibes. Like, have you had that moment yet where you met that DJ that's like, they're not a mentor, but you realize like, yo, damn, I need to figure out what he's doing because he's on another level with it. Or you just on your own path, figuring it out as you go, or you're always open to like people mentoring you as a DJ, getting better things of that nature. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm always open up for a uh, mentor, all that stuff. I try to reach out to a couple DJs, you know, yeah. and try to. 
try to see how that goes because I want to see what they're doing too because if somebody's been in the game, and I think a lot of people mess up that way. Mm-hmm. Like a millionaire that's already a millionaire, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't talk to them and reach out to them, they can tell you the different steps of how they became a millionaire, mm-hmm. right? So if you have somebody that's in a position of, that's winning, mm-hmm. why not reach out to them to see what they're doing? Because obviously their formula is working. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, a lot of people say, oh, no, nah, I'm just going to figure out my own way, my own path. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But why not cut the learning curve in half and sit there and take, you know, the advice that they give you to make yourself better? Because at the end of the day, they're on top for a reason. They're a number one DJ for a reason. So what did they do to get there? But the problem is, what I'm starting to figure out is, a lot of guys don't want to reach back and help you out. Because they look at you as competition. And I've had it happen to me twice already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've reached out to a couple DJs and they're like, oh, well, you know, what what's this about? When did you want to become a DJ? All this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm explaining myself. And I find myself that people, and this is this is another good thing too. I'm glad you brought that up. If people are threatened by you, Boy. you you don't even have to spend that one time. But if people can see the potential by your of you, aura, if they threaten by, by your aura, by your energy in the man, room. Man, they, they want no parts of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. at the end of the day, they can see like, no. If I give him this last piece of that puzzle yeah, yeah. oh it's over for him he gonna blow me out the water instead of realizing that we can all network and get this together first of all you know how to I'm gonna keep going I'm, so I got another question uh-huh. to, to piggyback off what you said I know you experienced stuff like this uh-huh. how is it explaining to people that don't know Jawarn or Jay right and, well they know Jawarn and Jay but they don't know DJ J-Dub right how is it when like people don't believe in you because they don't know how hard you've been working at what you do um, like, is that, does that affect you? Is it like it don't matter? Because well, a lot at of first times, for me, at, at, oh no, go no, ahead. no, I'm saying because a lot of times we seek approval for who we think we should be for other people, not who we are, and who we are is enough. But in society with social media, we're constantly trying to be who we think society want want us to be. Right. So when you meet people that you've seen that you've been cool with, and you reincarnated yourself to this person now, and, and, and grinded, well, I shouldn't say reincarnate, you evolved to this person, to this DJ, and things like that. Right. How did you handle when people wasn't with it, when people didn't see what you saw in yourself? How did that make you feel, and how did you persevere through that? Well, at first, uh, to be completely transparent, for me, it was tough because I would talk to, you know, people that I knew and stuff like that, kind of reach out and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm starting to become a DJ, all this stuff. And they would kind of look at me sideways like, what? Like, Bro, you're not no DJ. Like, get out of here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you start thinking in your head, and you think that you're a really strong person mentally, physically, all that stuff, right? hmm Excuse me. All of that stuff. And it's like when somebody says something like that that's close to you mm-hmm. or that you know of, it kind of puts you in an awkward position because you really start doubting yourself. And what happened is I had somebody tell me that, and I actually put the DJ joint down for like a couple weeks. That's real. I was sitting there like, man, I don't know. Like, am I... Am I really jumping off the ledge? Like, am, mm-hmm. am I really a DJ? Mm-hmm. You know, and and to be honest, I was sitting at the crib just chilling, wasn't posting no videos, really was thinking like, yeah, let me go and hang this up because this maybe maybe I'm not the guy for this. Yeah, You know, if I can let somebody deter me that easily, maybe I'm not the guy for this. Then my wife was just like, we had a couple people over. She was like, babe, hook up the stuff. And I was like, nah, I ain't really feeling it right now. Like, no, like, hook up the stuff. You got the DJ stuff. Like, come on, we need some more material. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and do rider it. right there. That's man. what I'm saying, man. It's yeah, like, yeah. when you down, you need that encouragement to somebody to push you like that. Because if they don't, and they just throw that pity party with you, mm-hmm. then you'll miss the opportunity of what you could have been. So I realized that I can 
do so much more if I if I take that negative noise and mm-hmm. channel it. And that's what I've been doing, man. Mm-hmm. Just talking to these different people and like I said, reaching out to a couple of DJs and they kind of having that nonchalant attitude of like, bro, I'm not really about to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right there has been fueling me. I've been yeah, mixing yeah, yeah. every day. I've been saying I'm going to dedicate an hour and a half to my craft every day after I get off work. I don't care how late I need to stay. Absolutely. I will become better. Absolutely. So, 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 with all that being said, Mm -hmm. how is it balancing, like, having, having a job, Mm -hmm. well, I shouldn't say job, having a career, having a family, having a wife, how is it balancing a balancing act of all this stuff? It's, it's tough at times, uh, because it's easier because sometimes, you know, I travel with my job, so... If I'm traveling, I'm on the road, I can DJ, uh, you know, but it's tough for me because I'm missing my family. Yeah, yeah. When I get back, you know, my wife and my kids, they need my attention. Yeah. Because yeah. I was been, I was absent. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, I'm trying to find that balance. And I think I've done a good job with that. I think now I've got to the point where I'm so involved in it. So like passionate about it. I do everything normal. You know what I'm saying? We get them baths, do everything with the kids, have a good time. Mm-hmm. I'll stay up to two, three in the morning. Good. Crazy. I have to realize that up, if it's later that I have to, you know, set that aside so I can get my family the attention they need. Yeah, I'll stay up to two or three, and get, because at the end of the day, it will be no different if I came in and worked at another job and they said, "Hey, I need you to stay for extra three or four hours." Yeah, yeah. So what's the difference? Why yeah, not put yeah. that three or four hours in my craft? Yeah, yeah. So, so do you ever involve that? Like when you at home practicing and. Say if it's Friday night and the, the the family can stay up late, the kids can stay up late. Right. Do you ever do you ever like involve them in your spinning? Oh yeah, all the time. Damn, bro. That's I involve stuff. them. You know, I tell them to come over there, let them mix a little bit. You know, I ain't recording it because boy, they be tearing that mixer up. Breaks up. So in minute forty five, bro, in closing. So I want to ask, like, okay, not like what 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 do you see for yourself in the next two, three, four, five years? Like, what do you want to accomplish? DJ J Dub J, like, what do you want to accomplish in the DJing business in the DJ entertainment world? For me, I just want to be a, a well-rounded DJ as far as being able to, like I said, being able to DJ at clubs, being able to DJ at, at weddings, mm-hmm. just be that go-to guy to where they say this guy is so good. I want to set the the bar so high of being a versatile DJ mm-hmm. that I become the number one DJ. That's my goal. I don't mm-hmm. get into this to, you know, be passive. I, I don't knock anybody. I'm very humble, mm-hmm. but I'm lying hearted. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to be first. Oh, oh, yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm not working to be second. Yeah, yeah. So if I have to work twice as hard as you, I'll do that three times as hard as for you. For sure. But at the end of the day, that's my goal. And one of my biggest goals within the next three to four years, I want to seriously DJ a pool party in Vegas. Good, great, boy. You know I'm going to be. Boy. That's, that's one boy. of my goals. No, I want to so DJ got, a huge a, pool party in Vegas and bro, on a holiday weekend. And the craziest thing that people don't understand, bro, that ain't nothing but a hot or a flight. But like right. networking, bro. Ne- no, I'm, I'm, bro. It is, bro. Do you know how many pools in Vegas are empty that need a DJ that people yes. don't think they're empty that need a DJ? Yes. And in closing, how low did you, like, how low you started when you started at just the house parties, when you uh-huh. started at like... Just on the ox thing, do you did you value those moments just as much as you value the big moments that you've had and that are coming? Oh, absolutely. I, I look at every moment as a, a a great opportunity and a blessing. Mm-hmm. So whether I'm DJing when I was DJing on my phone, I looked at it as I enjoyed it so much I didn't care. Yeah, yeah. you know. Recently, I just DJ um my wife's cousin a birthday party. Yeah, yeah. Just off the strength, he was like he came to the house chilling. I was yeah. vibing out one night. 
he came up to me and said, man, I didn't know you could spin like this. You know, can you DJ my birthday party? For sure. Not a problem. So I had to realize that it's it's coming much easier for me because I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So whether it's DJing off a phone, DJing a birthday party, a kid's birthday party with eight people, or DJing a pool party in Vegas for 8,000 people, you're still going to get the same DJJ dub. Because it's the same passion level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I enjoy doing what I do. I for enjoy sure. setting vibes. For sure. So, for me, it's not about the people. I don't care if it's three people in the room. Those yeah. three people, as long as I get, you know, two of them rocking it, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to get that last one on board yeah, somehow, yeah. some way. You about to get three. As long as I got two, we, I, I'm going to be sitting here thinking in my head, okay, what I need to play to get this last one That's on board? That's what's up, bro. That's all I think about, man. Hey, bro, so y'all got it here first, man. My man, J-Dub, J-Jawan, bro, my brother from another... Millennials vs. World Podcast, December 28th. The vibe is set. The panel is set. Bro, it's y'all be, be ready. The first live group podcast oh, man. from Millennials vs. World is coming, man. So checking in with y'all. Appreciate y'all listening, man. Show major love, and we out.